Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Show Me Potato Salad podcast. This show is brought to you by our good friends over at Clinkstone Brewery. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan J.J. Layden. With me today, we have Callum Loopy-Smith. Sapnin. We also have Ewan Junior Smith. Morning. And last but certainly not least, we do not have Keith No Nickname Riddick because he's a lazy bastard and he slapped him for this recording. <laughs> Later on the show, we have professional dancers Sarah Skillings and Ashley McCarthy joining us. But before all that, we'll have a wee chat about some documentaries that we've been enjoying lately and the possible charity event by us, the North Coast 500. But we'll maybe, we'll maybe wait until the, the dressings to we'll get Keith back on and we'll, we'll have a if wee he's chat. Awake. If he's if awake, he's... if he's alive. But, um, Make sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook to keep up to date with the podcast. Follow, like, share, and subscribe, and let us know you're listening. Also, if you listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a five-star rating and comment that you're enjoying the show. Right, boys, boys, some documentaries. I know, I know, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of documentaries. I can't get enough of them. Yeah, I'm more the same. So, same. More so, crime ones. Crime ones for me, are the ones that get me. Like, I watch any, mm-hmm. but it's the crime ones that hook me in more than others. I love a good conspiracy theory one. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that as well. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, like, Egyptians and, like, pyramids and shit. Like, that's my, like, go-to. Even, like, on YouTube and stuff, I, like, go to that sort of stuff for documentary. That's some weird shit to get in there. Yeah. Is it all with that's the fucking like, stars aligning and all? Yeah, this stars shit? aligning with the pyramids of Giza and stuff like that. That's like a four o'clock in the morning job when you can't <laughs> sleep. <laughs> that's a rabbit hole of all rabbit holes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, but no, like at least for me, my favourites are. Mind you, I I also like uh, for some reason I always get into the rap ones. See any ones that are like about the history of rap Hip-hop and stuff and like stuff that? Like I absolutely that, yeah. fucking love. I absolutely love that ones. They were pretty big anyway, a few years ago, like when they started, like they really produced like the Eminem one and stuff and Netflix had one as well. Yeah. So we'll, we'll kind of, we'll get, we'll give one each. We'll give one each this week for people to kind of watch and we'll, we'll dive into it a bit much. So we'll, we'll start with you, Loopy. What, what are you saying? What are you giving us? So I've watched a couple recently, but this year, probably the best one that I've watched that's came out of interest um, from somebody that we kind of probably all followed a little bit while we were growing up would be Michael Jordan. So it would be the last dance. Um, just really interesting to see kind of like how he came into basketball, where he came from, his life throughout basketball, and then just the, the retirement. And then that email or fax that he sent out <laughs> with the two words, I'm back. And that was it. And the fucking planet went mental. Like, it's just crazy how somebody like that can have such an effect on a sport with two words with a fax to say that they're he's, coming back from retirement. He's one of those, like the likes of your, like, he's one of those that everyone knows. Like, if you yeah. ask people about basketball, a very, today, very relevant stuff, name. No, if, if you speak to someone, you speak about basketball, they, oh, yeah, Michael Jordan. You yeah. speak to someone to us, they'll always say, oh, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. yeah. Golf, they've got Tiger Woods. He's, he's like that. The, pin- the pinnacle name of that sport. Yeah. And yeah, that documentary is, is it's a good one. It is a good one. One I, think I haven't watched. Pretty cool as well, just because like obviously it speaks to so many of his teammates as well. And 
but as you kind of see their side of the story and not just his, yeah. which makes it a little bit more interesting as well. Like, um, he, he, he kind of at some points comes across as like a bit of an arsehole, but I think... Yeah, it's just a winning think, mentality. Yeah, like he expects everyone to be as good as him and no yeah. one can be, no one can touch him and I think he finds that difficult. He's like, how fuck can you not do this? I <laughs> yeah, think he's, and he's like, I can't. He's just tears above everybody. Well, he was back then, tears above everybody else that he played with or against. I think it's brilliant as well, like Dennis Rodman in it. He's a he's a nut character. He's <laughs> fucking nuts. Fucking brilliant. Like the point where like he pisses off between two games, like over like a three day period or something, just goes to Vegas and just goes on an absolute bender for twenty four hours. <laughs> and then comes back and plays a game. <laughs> Was there a thing that he loves? Uh, Michael Jordan's sweaty pants or some shit like that. He did. He collected a pair of Michael Jordan's sweaty not surprise pants me. or some shit like that. <laughs> But like that, they knew he was going as well. I think he went to Vegas. They were just like, just let him go because he'll be fine. He'll come yeah. back and do shit. He needs, they kind of went, just let him, like, he had a very long leash. Pulled a Mark Lane and played better while he was hungover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's, yeah. Some of the characters in it are yeah. unreal. Like, and it's not one of these ones that you like, you've watched it once and go, oh, I've watched it. You could probably watch it two, three times and pick out something different every time. Yeah. there's a lot to take in when you're watching it yeah yeah like i i've kind of somewhat forgot some of it mm-hmm. no i forgot the whole rodman going on a bender and all this stuff it's boys just rodman just in general like his winning mentality is frightening i michael jordan frightening. yeah yeah absolutely like it's hard to put in like kind of content because for some people like they just don't understand like how much it means it, it showed you how much it means to him how much it means to him to win like mm-hmm. it's it's just amazing just amazing but I, what is it on to watch again is it Netflix because Netflix, Netflix, yeah. it's on Netflix, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's on Netflix yeah it's on Netflix is it what is, is it eight eight episodes I think eight, it's or, about eight. eight or ten and it's about eight episodes they're about the usual like hour, hour long. long hour and a bit long and it's and it's mostly based on which are the like the championships the, the uh, chicago blue and stuff was it seven was it seven in a row or something seven, six in a row or something seven like. or something like that yeah i can't it remember was something along those lines and he was then he retired and was going for and another then came one. back came back well he went and played one. Baseball while he was retired for like a year. Yeah, or I something. think that's fucking brilliant. Eh? It's just like, I'm going I always thought that was like a total piss take, and that I like no, because it was in his, piss take. It was Space in, Jam. <laughs> it's in Space Jam. And you're like, nah, that never happened, but it actually did happen. I think it was a bit of a piss take just to because I, I I don't know much about basketball and stuff. We but played I think when he was a, a kid. Whole, there was a whole thing about him when he retired. It was just to show everybody that how much the NBA would really miss him. And then that's why he came back was just to prove a point. <laughs> and it's just like, if that is true, it's just like, that is so egotistical and fucking awesome at the same time. <laughs> but yeah, he did play. He played it as a kid. It was like, yeah. Latin basketball were like neck and neck. I can't remember if, I'm maybe talking pressure, but I'm sure his dad was more keen on baseball. If I can remember. I think he right. was. If I can well, remember. Betty right. fucking need, wasn't when he became go back. the Michael Jordan. <laughs> Yeah, and then start selling shoes as well. He still makes an absolute pack oh, off of them as well. Of them. That's another rabbit hole. Pack it. Yeah, that is another rabbit hole. 
that's ins- they kind of speak about it though as well, don't they? Yeah, they, they touch on it a little bit. There, there's, I'm pretty certain there's an actual documentary though as well about making yeah, them. Sure. I can't remember if it's just this, about the start of Nike, yeah, and then it goes on kind of like certain things because, like, obviously, like Nike kind of started as uh, just a running, running shoe company, shoe, yeah. mm-hmm. and then it then branches out and. It, was it he almost went to Adidas, wasn't it? Nearly, yeah. I think he almost went to Adidas and then Adidas kind of didn't want to make or something. I can't remember the exact reasons or whatever, but it was something along those lines. Anyway, we'll move on from that one. Junior, what have you got first? I'm going to go with the last documentary I watched. It was on Disney Plus when they introduced that new company that they bought over, Star. It was the OJ Simpson Made in America. And I did, obviously I, I was I don't think I was born when that whole thing fucking happened. I don't think you were. <laughs> I think it was a few years, I think it was 96 or something, 97 that it all went down, but it went back to when he started playing college football and that's like when all the riots started happening in America due to racism and he kind of didn't affiliate himself with that because he didn't want folk to see himself as a African American. They just he wanted them to see him as OJ Simpson and nothing else. So then he started getting like pushed for commercials and shit like that. And you wouldn't see another like African-American getting pushed forward for that. And then it kind of just exploded on halfway through, like I think it was like episode four of him abusing Nicole Simpson and like them getting them breaking up and then him uh, stalking her. And it just goes into a whole fucking huge rabbit hole of like domestic violence and how psychotic he actually was. And put fucking, I'm, I'm chatting if that's the one I've watched. I remember watching one, and there's one on Netflix. Is it the one watched? There is one on Netflix as well, but I don't think it's, as, I think it's more to it do with the court cases. It, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's maybe about the, the Kardashian's dad more than anything, yeah. So, and it could that's, that's you all court name, cases Kim. as well, yeah, yeah. That's where came in information. Oh, I thought it was about Kim Kardashian sucking dick, <laughs> sucking Bobby. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, it goes into all the court cases as well and like it, it, I was watched so I watched it with my mum and I think Sarah caught a few episodes as well but we were sitting there like how the fuck did he actually get away with it to begin with is ridiculous it's one of these like like I know, obviously everybody knows of him and he kind of knows what he did but it's one of these guys I've not like jumped into He's- fucking like weird researching or looking at like i've never watched any of the documentaries on it it's never really like grasped me to go right yeah, go it was, watch it, it and see what happens there's there's so many of them that's the thing as yeah. well and there's like they the also films you made and all this showed stuff. you photos of the crime scene of the guy that he killed and nicole simpson the fucking nicole simpson's head is hanging <sighs> off of her like neck and it's just brutal does it go into that much yeah it, it shows you full-on photos from the crime scene and everything uncensored and oh. it's fuck it it was brutal and then yeah, it's pretty funny because that kind of shits up my street because i like gory <laughs> shit <laughs> and then it's pretty funny though they show you the chase is like the, the, the world's slowest police chase where he's going like 45 mile an hour on a fucking is this one the one where it's starting it shows you like where the clothes get switched and stuff at the crime scene and stuff so yeah like that. They, so they, they they started playing like his court his um Part yeah, started saying that it was well, it was planted evidence. It's, uh, like it's the Kardashians, duh. 
Evolver like, Kardashian. Like, like yeah, he's is. like swapping. Yeah, he's like in a suit bag, and all of a sudden, it's and there's a whole like conspiracy that. That's and then there like was the yeah clothes and stuff like that. And it was a whole. It kind of happened like when the whole Rodney King incident happened in America. Yeah, yeah. So like that started getting played into the court case, and it didn't come. It was it was no longer a court case about a man murdering his ex-wife and her friend. It was about a black man getting uh, a <laughs> friend. It, it, it was <laughs> it was a black man getting prosecuted wrongly by African. Uh, no, sorry, uh, white people. Yeah, and it just it just turned the table completely. Yeah, but it was a really nuts. good documentary. It was just a fucking. It's only six episodes, I think, or seven episodes, and it's just it's fucking nuts to see like what actually happened during it. I'd recommend it. Yeah, how he how he gets away with it's just mental. <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny because everyone kind of takes the piss about it because they know like how the fuck did he get away with it? So the, there was a a poll as well that happened during the court case, and it was something like. Uh, I think it was like so 80 something percent of African Americans think he's think he's uh think he's not guilty and like something like 90% of whites think he is guilty. <laughs> and then that got pushed more towards like the court case and everything. And then folk were saying, Oh, it's us getting back to the white folk for Rodney King getting abused by the police and everything. And I was like, Jesus. I was like, fucking hell, it's nuts to see how bad America was and even like still even still the whole is. world though. But Fuck. fucking the riots were nuts as well. Like you see videos of the riots and places getting burnt up and shit. It's nuts. Yeah, that, the, the Rodney King stuff goes mental. Mm-hmm. Absolutely mental. Anyway, I'll, I'll move on to my one then. Will I? I'll move yeah, on. Yeah, you go. Right. So the one I'm going to go with for this is it's called Jim and Andy. So it's Jim Carrey, and it's when he played Andy Kaufman in a film called I'm sure it's called Man in the Moon. Yeah, I don't. Do you remember the R.E.M. song? Do you remember uh, that one? Yes. I it. If you believe they put a man on the moon, so that was great singing it. Love was that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's about so it's about Jim Carrey playing Andy Kaufman. But Jim Carrey's such a what's it called? What's the kind of actor called? Method acting. Uh, method acting. He's job. he's full head he's first like, into the full on. Where like. When you watch it, people get really annoyed at him and pissed off because it just doesn't come out of character. Like, doesn't for the whole time he's filming that. Does he's not that person come out of character. Yeah. He's he's going in his trailer. That's he's Andy Kaufman. He's driving away from the place. He's Andy Kaufman. He's at home. He's Andy Kaufman constantly. But send him fucking round the bend. Yeah, like it's 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 kind of weird to watch. Like some of it's quite funny because he's Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. And then some of it is just kind of creepy almost. Yeah, like quite odd. Yeah. And it, it kind of shows you, you know, this, this, the way they say about like comedians aren't always like happy. <laughs> yeah. They do comedy like to kind of take a, yeah. Know, they do comedy kind of get kind of You kind of do almost get that feel from it that you kind of. You can see it with them more realistic. now. Oh like, yeah, because yeah. he had the he had the whole thing where he got um girlfriend, girlfriend, yeah. And wasn't didn't that come out about roughly about the same time as that happened? I'm not sure Can't exactly, remember. but yeah, they they like accused him of basically yeah. egging it, it on. It was his fault, yeah. Yeah, which is meant, but he's That's yeah, a... he's kind of nuts guy, and 
But it, it speaks to him as well, and it speaks yeah. to how he was, and he's he's fuck, he's he's a deep, deep guy. You don't realize it because you're used to seeing him playing Being all these funny, like, yeah. funny, funny, funky yeah. characters and stuff, like Dumb and Dumber and stuff. Yeah, like holy shit, does he? It's one I've meant to watch. Like I think I've watched maybe a little bit, and then I had to go and do something, and I've never gone back and and finished it or whatever. Yeah, it's probably kind of one of those where you see it like first off and you just kind of go, oh, it's just Jim yeah, Carrey. And yeah. It'll just be Jim Carrey being funny, Jim Carrey. And nah, it's not it, but it's totally different to that. I would totally yeah. recommend it for anyone at kind of loose end. So I'd Netflix. love to be loaded as well because his art is fucking <laughs> Oh, his art is, that's, that's how we started. That, he started really doing his art when that whole accusation stuff came about yeah, for his ex-wife. His art pieces are ridiculous. Yeah, some of them are actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're not bad. Then some of them are proper, fucking like, very abstract. And all this stuff. He's yeah, he's a very interesting person. That's for sure. Is it on mm-hmm. Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix yeah, as well. It's, it's another Netflix original. And we'll, so I'll kind of, I'll I'll at least go through a few recommendations. You boys can kind of give a couple as well. And we can give some recommendations. If anyone's got any recommendations for us, please pop it in the DMs. Yeah, we fucking love we fucking love a doc. I like sitting so, in my ass and watching TV. A lot a lot of people have maybe seen some of these, but some of them are a bit obscure. Not obscure, but different, unknowns, hidden gems. So the first one would be American Murder, the family next door. Have you guys seen this one? No. I think so. So it's the a guy says that his family are missing. Oh, yes, yes, I have, yeah. Yeah. Yes, me, Cal, me and Kim watched that together, Cal's missus, and fucking <laughs> that was some fucked up shit. Yeah, it's fucked up. So if, I, w- I won't even give anything away. If you get a chance, give American Murder. If you're into I mean, the, the crime I think it might well. be the, one of the most fucked up ones I've actually watched. Um, almost as fucked up as the one Loopy's got to give us, but not quite. What don't fuck with cats? <laughs> yeah. That one, that one's a different type of fucked up, but that's very fucked that's up. That's a different yeah. fucking kettle of fish. On par with that, yeah. it was also uh, the Hotel Cecil. If you've, I've not gotten in. I've watched a couple, but I've not gotten into the full thing it's yet. Quite a slow burner. Um, it's not the ending that you're you're expecting. The the thing is with American Murder, the somewhat not good part, but. At least you get an ending. <laughs> no, yeah. no, all of get, these documentaries, all of these documentaries are like this person's been accused and they're in jail and all this. And, and they, like, yeah, and it's still what happened. happened like, like this day. Yeah, and this was filmed jail. in two thousand and nine, <laughs> and then you've got to go on fucking Google to find the answer. Yeah, like, you're still it's still in jail now. Nine's happened. You're like, oh, very good. But so next one I'm gonna go with is the Great Hack. So have you have you seen this one as well? So this one's about uh, Cambridge Analytica. No, and how they use social media and stuff to kind of sway the American election back oh. in 2016. Actually, 2016. Is that the one Trump... that we spoke about before, before we started the podcast? I think we spoke about no, it. so that's social dilemma, right? No, no, I've not watched this one. So, the, so this the great hack one is just basically about how they used analytics through Facebook and all this stuff to kind of sway voters. And it was mostly to do with swaying the people that were 50-50 and were on the fence. That's really what got Mark Zuckerberg into fucking trouble as well, Yeah, it goes down down a fair rabbit hole as well. It's really interesting. So that, and 
on to that one kind of social dilemma like we were speaking about now that one's fucked like, that's the that whole one was... about social media spying on you and push notifications and shit like well, that yeah, fucking definitely does because my phone has done nothing but show me stuff about custom computers since you started <laughs> speaking about getting one <laughs> I mean, it, like it's not even just phones it's like it's everything even, yeah. yeah it's the shit it's the shit though where you see like oh I'll have like, oh, you and Smith commented on Callan Smith's post. Yeah, and you didn't like, even have any I mean, jack either. shit to I me. I had that today, actually, where, where uh, I think it was uh, Jade commented on something for you, and then you commented back, and it was like, Jordan Layden uh, replied to Jade Layden. And I was like, why do I care? Fucking, <laughs> yeah. Social <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. dilemma, that's another one, if anyone's needing. Amanda, so Amanda Knox, so this yep. is about girl she went across to is it france I'm sure it's france france or italy fuck i can't remember and i can't if she went over there for like college or uni and like her flatmate ended up being killed and there's a whole thing of it's her it's not her like what's name me it's another crime one it's a good watch same with abducted in plain sight now that's fucked up I think I've seen that one. I think I've no, already started watching it, but I haven't finished it, and it was a very long time ago. That one goes on about, like, this guy, he's that family friend, and then, like, the mom ends up, like, cheating on the husband. I have seen the that. Husband the the husband cheats on the wife with the guy, yeah, and he yeah. takes one of the... Yeah, I've seen that one. That None is it, like, some fucking special fucked up shit. Yeah, those parents need locked up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Honestly, worst parents. They're up there with... Well, no, I'm not going to say who else. Just like, <laughs> I'll get myself in trouble. I'm not going to say. <laughs> so uh, there's another one. It's a wee bit more chilled one and a wee bit more fun called We Are the Champions. I think I told you boys about this one. So that at least the first episode is about uh, the cheese rolling, no down in England. <laughs> oh, the Red brilliant. Bull cheese roll thing. Well, it's not. I don't think it's Red Bull. I think no, it's uh, like... It's just oh like, no uh, yeah they fuck I, I actually want to fucking try that just to see how bad well, it basically, basically they're just like they roll the cheese and obviously the whole point is to try and catch it but no one ever catches it so no there's like, a the giddle there's a giddle that's there's a girl's one like four a times couple of times or four or shit. five times no no one's ever caught it it's just no the one's first one to get it at the bottom of the hill so that that's the whole point is basically you win if you get to the bottom of the hill but if you catch, what do you get if you catch it? Other than the nobody the catches it. That's what I'm saying. Nobody catches it. No, but if you did, the other than the cheese, knows. other than fuck the cheese, no one has. So more cheese and a slap on the arse when I'm all done. Honestly, the thing goes fucking 100 miles an hour, and no one catches it. But it looks brutal. The amount of injuries and shit. I'm sure people have died as well. But I like it, cheese, but not that much. It goes into like this one. It goes into like weird competitions. That's what it's kind of about. So it goes into yo-yo championship. And then it goes into like some fucking weird and wonderful hair hairstyling championship and chili eating contest as well as another I think one. I've so maybe watched folk, this. So for folk that aren't talented in sport, for them to kind of get a bit of limelight. <laughs> it's just making a competition out of fucking, fucking anything. <laughs> that way where like you're sitting in an office and you go, I'm really good at chucking paper in a bin. Let's make a competition of it. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably like air, like paper airplane competitions. Paper airplane and shit like that. You get stuff. fucking competitions for air guitar, like <laughs> Mon. <laughs> how would you how would you crown someone a champion of fucking playing the air? 
how hard they go. <laughs> just act like, like a hard complete psycho. Yeah, I thought it is. It's just absolute nut jobs. Go full Chad Hogan and playing and shit, the air guitar. Backflips and shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, so here's another, another one. I think you have, you have seen this one. The Defiant Ones. Yeah, seen it. So mm, that's the maybe Dr. Dre. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Beats and stuff. I can't remember the other guy's name. Yeah, the guy that helped mentor Eminem when he was younger. Uh, yeah, I know which one. Uh, I remember. The, yeah, and it goes into their whole Dr. J <laughs> building up, getting Eminem ace documentary. Yeah. So long shot. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Like, it's, it's it's quite a short one. It's just like a one. I'm sure it's just a like so one parter. Yeah, one parter, hour and a half or something like that. Like nothing too bad. Is it's really good. It's kind of, it's another crime one, but it's a bit of a happier-ish ending compared to others. And baffling. Out, out of all, actually, out of all the ones that we've mentioned, that is probably the one worth the most watch, I would say. Like good English. I was. I was, I was trying to think <laughs> in my head. I'm like, this sounds fuck awful. <laughs> No, like it's so the guy goes, what is it? The guy gets accused of a crime. I'm not going into too much, but then baseball all, saves his baseball fucking life. Saves his arse. And baseball and curb your enthusiasm saves his life, which is nuts. Mm-hmm. We'll not give too, too much, but insane. There's another one uh, out of thin air. So this one's, this one is like hidden gem sort of one. It's foreign. I'm sure it's it's Iceland. I'm sure it's set in Iceland. I say set, like that's where the crimes Island. happened. Well, that's where the crimes happened. Oh, okay. And it's kind of like a murder happens and they're blaming these guys, but it's you no know, kind of one of those or these guys have never done any wrong. And mm-hmm. yeah, they just kind of, Iceland's not known for murders. So it's, Right, we need to find people that have done this. Because there's only like fucking it. 10 folk. Yeah, yeah. so they're like, right, we need to find the people that have done this and just blame any Tom, Dick or Harry. So like, <laughs> it's, it's one you need to properly concentrate on and watch. It's like subtitles. Callum's not watching that then. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and, no, if, I would recommend it if you do get the chance. No, I'm, I'm, com- I'm completely different with documentaries than I am to films. Like it's something I will... Sit yeah, there like, and focus on. Although, although it is foreign, like similar to what people say about the film Parasite. Like, I still haven't sat down and watched that yet. I've not sat down yet, but I, a lot of people say, although it's in the like, subtitles, it's an amazing. Yeah, yeah, like some of the, I. There's a little bit of me would prefer to watch these nowadays because it saves me being on my phone. Ah, because you've actually got like, the focus. Yeah, I've got to focus and I miss something, I have to go back. That's and also because like, no, you've watched that something. social like, dilemma. Or whatever well, the fucking... <laughs> I, yeah, like, you just go back into the habit. It's fucking bad. I remember when you first watched that, you were like, I, like not scared to go on your phone, but yeah. I was more, I'm more scared from a daughter growing up. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm scared. Like we grew, we grew up, we grew up without it at least. Yeah, and then kind of growing and into then it. growing into it, so we we can kind of know right what it's like to not have it and what it's like yeah. to have it and use it in the appropriate way as such. Like Whereas kids just nowadays fucking, just have a phone. 
We use it go. just to chuck up some pictures and promote the podcast. Like. <laughs> well, that's as far as our uses. Is that all you use it use... for? That's all I use it for. What do you use it for? Like No huh? comment. Boobies! <laughs> 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 Learning how to cook my dinner. Tits and tattoos. <laughs> no, you're about. <laughs> moving on. Yeah, moving on. Junior, what are you saying? Uh, I'm, I'm going to chuck in my my Sunday hangover cure. I need David Attenborough fucking documentary. It's just a voice. This is Susan voice. Just on a happened. Sunday. On a Sunday, you wake up. You're fucking absolutely rough as anything. Lie down on the couch and just put Sir David's voice on. Close your eyes and listen to him speak about <laughs> dolphins and stuff. And it's magical. I actually love it hungover. I just have this thing where when the day comes where he sadly passes oh, away, be animal documentaries should not be allowed. Like from then on in, nobody should learn anything about fucking animals or dinosaurs and shit like that. Either that or they're it. gonna have to record his voice in every single word in a dictionary. It has to be recorded so that they can piece it I together. I just dub to stuff that he said up. in the past. <laughs> I just love David Attenborough. I think he's fucking brilliant. I don't think you can go wrong with any of his documentaries. No. I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a huge No. Like, it's not that I don't like him, it's that I'm just not a Is huge. Is it that type of documentary? That, yeah, I'm just it just doesn't see I think that's like really I got into that kind of stuff when I was really young. And I just kind of not been fascinated with it ever since, but enjoy watching it. So some of it is interesting. Don't get me wrong. If it's on, I'll watch it. But like, I'm that's not the kind of point. Point. I'm not going out of my way. That's the kind of pointless shit that I like to fill my head with. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was Grandpa that kind of got us hooked on that sort of stuff. Yeah. Just like when somebody brings sort of up shit. an animal, you can go, "Oh, well, that animal has this, and <laughs> that is what." I can tell you this about a Stegosaurus. Oh fuck, that sounds fucking interesting, doesn't it? <laughs> Just while you're kind of on like the more mellow um, docs, there's one I watched recently, uh, was Down to Earth with Zac Efron. So uh, Zach's kind of moved away from like the whole Hollywood kind of thing and became a bit of a hippie. And it's all kind of about a fucking ripped hippie. A ripped hippie, yeah. He's actually brilliant. I actually really enjoyed watching him in this, to be yeah. honest. Like, it's, it's, he just kind of travels around the world going from um, around a couple of countries where basically they've looked at global warming and gone, right, we have to do something now. And like, I think he goes to Iceland and they look at how they use oh, like steam power I, off the geysers and then like going to like small islands out in the middle of the caribbean that literally eat the food that are that grows on trees like that's all they have they don't have anything yeah else. there was like a it's like a, a family that moved there and just grew everything from their own farm and yeah made like a i made like a kind of and they've made like a small from dense it. population yeah. and then the okay. best part is when he goes to italy to like visit the, the oldest um the, like the city that has the, the oldest population in in europe and he like kind of looks at their diet and stuff like that. And he hasn't well, eaten drink. carbs in so many years. And they give him this homemade pasta. And the boy's <laughs> about crying while he's eating this. It is brilliant. You can like see how much carbs mean to him. But like, I think, what was the film that he was in? Uh, Baywatch. When they Baywatch, did the, like, he the new was Baywatch. fucking shredded. He hadn't touched carbs he was beside the then. rock. And then Jesus. that was his first carb. Honestly, it's worth a watch, even just to watch him cry over pasta. <laughs> See, when he went to Iceland, that kind of, like, I'm always, like, quite a big one for, like, um, global warming and stuff. 
like how I don't know if it's because I'm younger and stuff like that, but kind of scares me. But see, when he goes to Iceland, that just puts it in perspective so much. I think it was that we went to, I think it was like 90% of it is ran, ran off of renewable energy. Mm-hmm. Scotland, Scotland, I might be not far from Scotland that. Scotland are pretty good. Because it's windy as fuck. Yeah, it's windy <laughs> as fuck and we really... just get wind farms everywhere. Just Iceland just, run off the, whole, of that. the whole thing, like, that was my favourite episode. What, Iceland what was it they just cooked nuts. again? Like they they wrap bread some, was it bread they cook yeah. bread in in the sand in sand the because the sand's so hot at the hot springs that it yeah, bakes Jesus. the bread and they can cook eggs and shit in the sand on a frying pan. Well, that's kind of known. That's a pretty well known. Yeah, but it's how hot the sand is, and it's like when you think of Iceland, though, you don't go. I can cook no, true, fucking true. egg and bread in the fucking sand. True, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> Another, uh, if we're talking about chilled ones, Louis Theroux's docs. Or, although he goes into some like deep-ish stuff, they're strange usually pretty man. chilled. He is a strange I do not man. Know who that is? What? Let me go Google him. Speak You're away. fucking kidding. You're Speak away. fucking. Speak away. Kidding me? Get him fucking told Callum. Get Speak him away. in the bin. Like, <laughs> I know speaking, who he is. It's one of these ones that he's not somebody that I really like watching. To be honest, if you're speaking about David Attenborough and documentaries, Louis. Oh Theroux no no no! The British guy. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. I hear his accent before I see his face oh, or name. Jesus Christ. Honestly, you were about to be fucking kicked off this chat. <laughs> <laughs> For that fucking comments. But and, and most of his documentaries are actually pretty good. There's one, there's one he goes, uh, <laughs> he, he goes to the porn industry and there's any chat. No, but he like chats to guys that like do gay porn, but aren't gay. I've seen that. And they're, like it's, and I'm like, what? Show I'm so confused. Me the money. Yeah, and that was why they actually do why it. Why they yeah. done it? And just like, like it doesn't. I'm just going to sound crude, but the thing I remember from that is, I don't know if it was the same documentary, but I remember the guy, like one of the biggest gay porn stars, who wasn't gay, was like, we cut it before the dick actually goes in, and nothing actually happens, and I'd never had a cock up my ass, and I was like, fuck what? <laughs> One of, one of the other guys, I'm sure he's like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't suck dick, but I just get my dick sucked. And I'm like, what? When he goes into that stuff, it's quite, it does get quite interesting. That that kind of area. <laughs> I love how you're no, trying to sell it. Sounds really interesting. Jamali Maddox. Maddox does a good porn documentary. <laughs> Who? Jamali Maddox, the guy that does Hate Thy Neighbour. Yeah, I actually no. enjoy his stuff. He's a, he's funny as fuck. Yeah, any any Louis Theroux. What's our last one here? What's our last one we're going with? Oh, Loopy. We kind of mentioned it. The don't, fuck with don't fuck with cats. Don't fuck with cats, yeah. <sighs> That's fucked. I don't even think, like, if you haven't heard of it, you've been fucking living under a rock. To be quite honest, see, when it came out and I read Don't Fuck the Cats, I was like, I don't really watch a documentary about cats. It's just mental. I think, but I think, though, Tiger King almost overshadowed it. A 100%. Bit. Tiger King, I'm, I'm, were... I'm probably going to get some shit for this. Tiger King was so overhyped, it was fucking shit. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was <laughs> I shit. enjoyed it. <laughs> I think it was fucking pish. Oh, Carl Baskin's, Baskin's a boot. Louis Theroux is the way I actually do a documentary with Carol Baskin. Yeah. 
Do you hear their way to like dig up our compound and find, and find our dead husband? That's what they. She did kill her <laughs> husband, one hundred percent. That's what they're doing. She's she's letting them in and just to dig up the whole place and just go like, see. I think a fucking <laughs> lion ate him or a tiger or something. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> right on that note boys we'll we'll move on to our guest for the episode yeah this segment is sponsored by ice sports caledonia the exclusive importers of fisher ice hockey equipment for the north of scotland check them out on facebook at ice sports caledonia with a web shop coming soon enjoy five four three two one zero all engine running Liftoff! We have a liftoff! Diving into the salad bowl with us today, we have the sassiest dancing Spanish midget, Sarah Skillings, and the dancing Irish stretch Armstrong, Ashley McCarthy. How are we doing today, ladies? Hey! Great! Thank you! <laughs> well, uh, what we'll do is, we, as we start kind of every interview, we'll take it right back to the beginning. So, what got you both sort of into dancing initially? I mean, my story is not as interesting as Sarah's, but I'll go first and then Sarah can tell you her yeah, deep and meaningful story. Um, I kind of started as like a lot of people started when I was like five or six, went to ballet class, did all that. And then it stopped and I started gymnastics and then that kind of took off, did that for a while, did that until I was like eight or nine. Um, did competitions loved it but my favorite part was like the rhythmic gymnastics part like the part where you get to dance basically when you're on the floor and you're just dancing about with a partner so that was definitely my favorite part Um, and my mom was like we need to find you a dance class you clearly that's what you need to do but there was nothing around like Ireland is just terrible for that kind of stuff like it's just not really you know good at the arts um And then we did it in PE one day and the dance teacher took me aside and was like, please come to my dance class. Like, we're going to start. And then I kind of just took off from there. Wait, you did ballet from like the age of four? I thought you only did it for two months before college. No, like I did it when I was like five. And then I stopped (laughs) completely (laughs) until college. Ah, How about you then, Sarah? What got you into it? Well, when I started, I think, what was I, like three years old? But um, I wasn't able to speak so I was diagnosed with autism when I was younger and I struggled to speak I struggled to express and my mum noticed I would be copying her movements so she thought to put me into dance classes um we had a neighbor who was like oh come to this dance school and went from there and it would try and help me socialize with children as well and it would build my confidence it was just a way to help express as a kid if I wasn't able to speak but I'm not autistic it was just a misdiagnosis but I couldn't speak and that's just how I interacted with people it was more visual than vocally so it just helped me as I grew up and I stuck by it for obviously until my profession so (laughs) (laughs) but a weird one but it's how it is (laughs) So like my story's boring. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, oh this soul. I was oh, like, this, this, this childhood. <laughs> oh dark. <laughs> so you oh, okay. obviously we obviously both know that you dance. So how did you two meet? Did you meet through dancing? <laughs> Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, well, we went through social media. 
yeah we had like our college started like a facebook page for all like the new first years coming in so <laughs> sarah put up that she was up uh, and there was like spaces in our house and i was like please come i can i want to go in your house i want to come with you so yeah that's where it all started spoke for like months before we started college I know. I thought Sarah was a very strange person. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get along with her at all. <laughs> she thought I was a goth. She was, she yeah. was like emo. I thought, yeah. I thought you were a goth. Uh, <laughs> not me. I'm all colourful. And... No, <laughs> You're just exactly the same as what I thought you were, McCarthy. <laughs> Irish. That's it. That's, that, all, that, that's, all, that's the, the whole personality. Great. <laughs> so obviously you've kind of you've passed through college now um and you're moving into like the job process what is it like applying for for jobs and what's the addition process like for jobs it, it depends on the job so like you have to go if it's a sort of typical audition you have to go through rounds like usually they're in London in a studio called Pineapple Studios or Bass Studios is that mm-hmm. the only two really where we go <laughs> I think so yeah pretty much yeah you have to go through through rounds and there'll be hundreds of you in the room be packed not enough space to dance <laughs> and you can be there all day or you can be there for 15 minutes in a room and then you've probably been queuing outside for about two hours to do an audition and then you're like, mm-hmm. oh, cut first round, 15 minutes. And you're like, great. What do I do? For yeah, we season? call them the cattle calls because <laughs> there's so many people at them. Did you, do you <laughs> dance individually or do they get you all to dance? Like, Yeah, you'll go in a big group and then they'll like be like, they'll call out your numbers. So you have a number on it. Like it's literally like the movies. Like you have a, a, a number and then they'll be like, oh, 55 to 60, your turn to dance. And then you'll come out and you'll dance together. So that's a the lot of the same dance that you all do, or do you just just go for it and then no like, same dance most right okay same <laughs> dance. although sometimes they tell you to improv yeah so I've done that in an audition when they were like we don't we don't care about your technique or whatnot we just want you to improv across the room and then you see but there's always that one person right doing a backflip like, <laughs> like right at the desks face to face and then other people just doing some flips. You're like oh god what am i doing <laughs> I can't yeah trick, but... that'd 100 be you and just back flipping across the room <laughs> Parkour. that does happen <laughs> oh god what do i do yeah they do they put you on the spot and you might only get like one chance they'll be like okay done you're done and then you could get caught after that <laughs> Or you can mess up and you still get through. Yeah. And then other jobs are through email, like all through showreels. And you might have to do like a self-tape where you just have to talk about yourself and tell them like what you've done and, you know, just give a brief description of what you've, like what jobs you've done. And then you could just get it through that as well. Zoom auditions right now as well. Zoom auditions. They're awful. So bad. (laughs) Dancing in a living room, punching the furniture without meaning to it's not working mm-hmm. it's not yeah. working and someone's wi-fi is always so bad so the music's out of time so you're just making up like what you think the timing is you're like just just keep dancing they won't notice <laughs> that's it um so i'm going to jump to both years for a question uh when you're applying for jobs sometimes uh, an agent would be 
beneficial we know sarah you don't have an agent in mccarthy you do mm-hmm. uh, how does it differ for applying for <laughs> jobs with an agent and without one McCarthy, I was like, you're the one with the agent. You should ask I, even... I don't. Oh. <laughs> I know, but you you've got an opinion as well. I mean, yeah, like I mean it'd be nice to have an agent, but like I've really enjoyed not having an agent because I feel like I've learned a lot having to do things myself and learning ways how to find auditions. So it has been really nice and I feel like I'm more in the loop of things as well because I have to do some of this research myself and just mm-hmm. learning how to like network with people and everything but I mean there are certain jobs you do need an agent for like commercial work or the sort of secret little auditions that you don't hear about but only agents know but yeah how's it for you McCarthy? yeah you actually have an agent I don't um yeah I didn't have an agent for my first job so like you definitely don't need an agent as a dancer I feel like with like acting and musical theater it's definitely better to have an agent because a lot of their auditions will be one person in a room so you need to go through all this different process that like an agent would help you through like getting you into a, a room with just them and a casting director so it definitely helps for them and then it does help with some dance jobs it could get you into a room with like instead of like having freaking 200 people in a room it might get you into a room at 50 instead so it can like you know help you in that way and they also do the stuff that you don't really want to do like going through the contracts asking the questions to like casting directors and managers that you don't want to ask and maybe even getting you a higher fee for your job but then you have that the fact that they have to take a percentage of your earnings I'm not fun of the contracts no no contracts aren't fun that's me sorry sorry guys I was there uh, I, uh, I was a bit lost and I was like oh interesting yeah I was like I was getting well into that uh, so obviously speaking of like getting jobs and, and doing things I'd imagine there's there's quite a wide variety of what you can do in the industry. Like what sort of things are available for professional dancers? So much. Too <laughs> well, much. I mean, <laughs> pre-COVID there was. <laughs> True, before COVID. But I mean, it did, some jobs do depend on like certain criteria. So a typical showgirl sort of cabaret production it's not really a job that I would go towards just because it's more for taller girls and then other jobs when they need someone to pretend to be a child but they need to be an adult. <laughs> That's me. You're like, I'm <laughs> in. Let's go. <laughs> so, so, so there's so much more than what I thought but before I did college anyway, before I studied college. Study college. Yeah. You know what I mean, <laughs> but um, doing yeah, the college, the cruise ships, mm-hmm. doing the college, <laughs> like cruise ships, music videos, commercials, movies, um, West End. Can you think of anything else? Yeah, I think there's a lot of like advertisements and a lot of shows like mm-hmm. The Masked Dancer. They had all professional dancers in the back of that. They'll have them on like just normal tv shows if they have any dancing scene they'll have to have a dancer in the background like a mover but they'll have to employ a dancer for it and like talk shows 
there's always this random girl who comes out in like a feathery outfit she's always a dancer you know like oh they, there's little little things that you wouldn't even you know think of that and like cabarets did you say cabarets I don't know yeah he said I think he said everything else yeah I yeah. covered it you kind of you kind of touch on some of the stuff that you can get into what's for the both years what's what what's kind of the one production that you'd both love to kind of start in what's the like dream dream (laughs) well to me it's not really so much a production in particular it's more companies i'd like to work with so um yeah well companies and types of jobs like I would love to do cruise cruise ship work I'd love that um maybe more into companies called um pop-up entertainment TED um Royal Caribbean in fact any cruise to be honest I mean, I'd love a cruise just to travel and to dance just to see the world and dance and the productions in a cruise ship are phenomenal they are fantastic and Disney Tokyo is another one for me as well. I would say they're my top two. Oh, and movie work, like movies and commercials. That's another one. I have too many dreams. (laughs) (laughs) For me, it's probably circus. I always want to say to my family that I've run away with the circus and it's going to happen. Um, So I love to do circus. Legit, legit. Ran away to join the circus. Yeah, she ran Did away. She actually Jordan. make it to the circus when she ran away. No, no I'm I, pretty I sure she, she got like a few streets up. And I, I don't think she got very far at all. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think it was? I, I think oh, the no. circus was actually in town. At yeah, the I beach. think they were. Oh. And she thought, oh well, I can I can leave and, and go join. <laughs> Watch too many movies as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I love the ambition, but so funny. What happened? I know. I know. It's great, but like I can't really. I mean, I used to be able to trick, but I can't do that anymore. So I'm just going to be the dancer on the, in the circus. No, no acrobatics. So. You can do more tricks than what you think. Like I would get an applause at college when doing a cartwheel. You can actually do. Tricks. You still can't do a fucking No, cartwheel. my cartwheels are fantastic. I've I've done them fantastic during this lockdown. Put them to a teeth. They're beautiful. Cruise ships as well, and more like show girly jobs so like cabaret style things you know like in Paris like Crazy Horse and Moulin Rouge and all those but they have like such specific heights for showgirl stuff like you literally have to all be the exact same or else it's you're cut you're out (laughs) so Sarah you kind of mentioned about going on cruise ships is that like as part of a dance kind of group or like routine or how's how's or is it I don't really understand. Like I don't know this <laughs> stuff, so I don't. I don't know what that entails. <laughs> so like, there'll be a cast that come together, and it depends on the company what they're looking for. They maybe want four dancers and four singers, or it can be like twelve dancers and maybe six singers, or maybe the singers dance as well. It just depends. But usually on a cruise ship, you have to learn probably a minimum of six productions for the cruise ship and then I think the most I've heard is you have to learn 10 productions for this Mm -hmm. same job and then you probably won't have done that show in probably 
two weeks and you're like oh my goodness I have to remember this I have to remember the whole show but um it's literally what you'd probably see in the West End some some cruise ships put on a full production of Mamma Mia or Greece hmm. and then others put a twist so they'll have some um, pop music and they'll just make it their own so it really it really depends on the cruise ship because back a few years ago cruise ships were more for um like older people just wanting to see the world and it would be a lot of ballroom dancing but now it's it's yeah it's some were like commercial isn't it dancing show on one of the cruise ships like we were on the one of the royal caribbean ones and they had an ice rink in the middle of it and they had like a full-blown like on ice like dancing show going on while the boat was rocking around these guys are skating about. Uh, it's yeah, they do some mad shows. Yeah, you're bad enough keeping your balance on flat ice, didn't they? Yeah, I know. Let alone the boat's rocking. <laughs> Could you imagine if the ring was moving? Like one of our friends was part of the Royal Caribbean cast, and she was a superhero. And I've seen some of her clips, and it just looks so phenomenal. Like just the proper outfits and this wig but she's an incredible singer absolutely incredible mm-hmm. but yeah you are you're on stage with heels and everything and the the boat could be rocking mm-hmm. <laughs> you There's could be thrown in the dicey, air and then like, the I've boat rocks and then that person's ones. moved a bit mm. yeah it's mad like we were watching there's there's one we were watching it was like two acrobats doing stuff and they're swinging about on trapeze and stuff and this boat's going everywhere <laughs> And I'm just like, that's got to be dangerous. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, Jordan, Jordan, what? you needed to get in there with your health and safety. Like, there was something going on there. It is incredible how they managed to do that. And as you say, they do like so many different shows and they're all like at a level you would see in a normal theatre production or something as well. Like, which I know is silly to not expect, but you don't really expect it going on to a cruise ship very often you you know you think it'll be a different kind of production but it is like just what you would normally go and see going to yeah to go and see a musical the standard has I mean, gone boat- way up recently yeah. though i think like probably i don't know even like mm. 10 years ago it wasn't even as high a standard whereas now like it's seen as one of the best type of dance jobs you can get you know what i mean mm. like dancers there's like cattle calls of people outside for like royal caribbean and norwegian all these different type of cruise ships yeah there's so many people and it will only be for like 12 spots it won't even Mm. be you know a lot of people get the job Mm -hmm. on on the other side of the coin ashlyn you were saying obviously like one of your dreams would be to join the circus other than the girl that tried to run away from our school to join the circus (laughs) how do you actually join the circus (laughs) well it's actually very sophisticated it's not what you think Just running up the right mate. I'd like to do a circus. Yeah. Any jokes? I can do a, can do a cartwheel. <laughs> that would be me. They, they, love, they love a dancer who can do aerial or a dancer who can do fire tricks. I know a lot of girls have learned to do fire, so they'll be dancing. You're kind of like a ring girl, so you'll be the opening of the show or you'll be like in the midst of the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like a ring girl, but uh, more dancing um so yeah it is you know it's the same kind of process like any other dance job you have to do like a tape or you'll have to do an audition but a lot of these circuses won't be touring circuses like they'll be like there's like a place in Germany it's like 
a fancy circus. I don't know even know how to explain it. It's like a posh circus. Almost <laughs> well, like a Cirque du Soleil type. Yeah, yeah, like so Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're I like I was just reminding incredible Sarah, Sarah acrobatics. Sarah for Cirque du Soleil. Oh, yeah. And she forgot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they were oh my goodness i was i remember oh, i was, was taking so videos for you <laughs> it was so perfect there was one of my dancing teachers who found the audition was like you have to do this they were looking for a five foot tall girl of a certain weight certain body build um dancing required and just more of an actor and dancer but they had to be over the age of 18 i was like wow that's me <laughs> I was like I'm going but um yeah it's, they said to reapply when the job opens again so at least I got somewhere I must have made a few a few rounds so I'm hoping that that was the case if they managed to email back to mm. ask me to reapply when it opens again but so, was, so was that contract. just was that just before lockdown it Is was before I graduated oh, okay so it was before I graduated it was in Florida for two years Ooh, wow. but um i'm just waiting for that two years to be up <laughs> if it opens again <laughs> so that would be incredible but we shall see i mean that's like anything else in a dancer's life like you just you can't you can pick and choose but also yeah you can't at the same time it's a bit i think for sarah though it's it's great because she's got such a strong cast ability like she's small so she's five foot and she can play a child and she can also play an adult so like there isn't a lot of five foot dancers I mean there's a lot of tall dancers you know what I mean that look the exact same as me (laughs) in saying that when I was in one of the Disney auditions I was like wow here are my people I was like, I was like where have you all been (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you've you've kind of touched as well on like coronavirus affecting the dancing industry how do you guys feel the support towards the performing arts industry has been during the global pandemic that we're we're all suffering in at the moment <laughs> be honest be honest <laughs> <laughs> lucky I've been extremely Mm. lucky because for most dancers like we barely got any support and I think the fact that the government when they were saying oh retrain like Fatima (laughs) (laughs) that was the best meme ever (laughs) that meme just going around everywhere and obviously in the first lockdown everyone was watching movies they're trying to keep themselves entertained and then after the first lockdown was over and then obviously the government said that to us we were like well we weren't exactly (laughs) worthless like it helps mental health it helps like endorphins like it just helps so much and I think we were just underappreciated so in that way of support not very much but Mm -hmm. there has been grants going around and I've been, I've been very lucky to get those grants, but they've been very, very specific. Like if I wasn't newly self-employed, then I would have been in the self-employment scheme, but I wouldn't have been able to get the grants. And I've only got some of these grants specifically because 
I lost my job due to COVID and being Scottish and being newly self-employed. So it was all these little bits. If you were one thing off, you just wouldn't get it. So I've been lucky to find work and I've been lucky with the grants, but everything else, not so much. And everyone's had it really differently as well. Like people have stopped dancing completely to actually do something else in their life or retire early or go back to do masters so it's been a bit different for everyone but i've Imagine been a bit lucky telling a whole industry to retrain i just drop it and go and do like, something else it's, it's like, so it's you know so i mean if it's like one it's person and they're maybe struggling and they can't get a job and stuff you you could have that discussion with them if you knew them be like oh well, why don't you maybe try something different but imagine turning around to an entire industry and just being like why don't you just retrain yeah just do something else it's great yeah, just ah, I care. <laughs> especially especially when I you guys it's just become much, a vet you know yeah. when you discuss how much <laughs> uh jobs there is out there obviously it's not like it's just a, it's a small one job everyone's yeah. over it's not a small yeah. thing it's yeah. so it's very it covers, insulting, for, it's insulting for anyone it jump it covers in like the music industry as well like they're obviously under the performing arts banner and they've had absolutely nothing um, yeah i think it just covers it as a, it's like a blanket cover over performing arts they've just not mm-hmm. been supported at all Oh, completely. I was, saying that I was saying I was lucky, but I was actually almost homeless in the first lockdown, so maybe not so much. Like <laughs> I was almost stuck in England from my last contract. So oh, yeah. Lockdown, of course. Yep. <laughs> but obviously, yeah, I, I mean, home, luckily. Yeah, I'm living in London, but I had to move home. Like, there was no point in be- being here because there wasn't auditions, there wasn't anything happening, so I had to move home. Um, I didn't, like... I mean, again, the government in Ireland isn't very <laughs> appreciative of the arts, I'll say it lightly. Mm, um, so we didn't, we didn't get much. But like from my agent, I got a lot of support. Like I feel like she kept us, our heads high and kept like every week she'd email and be like, do this, you know, take classes, you know, keep fit. Like it will come back. We will, we will come back. So in that way, there was like, I think, in a way it was bittersweet because I think the industry in general came together closer because we were all struggling so much mm-hmm. and everyone was like like doing zoom classes doing instagram lives and being like giving loads of talks and advice and casting directors were giving free classes because they knew that like everyone was in the same boat so like I mean everyone was in the same boat in different <laughs> we're all in the same boat with dancing but not like everyone had different situations has anyone seen that meme about being on the same boat and then it's the self-employment picture of someone like <laughs> sitting on just a twig in the ocean it's like yeah everyone's under the same boat <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what it reminded me of there yeah <laughs> Jumping on the back of that then, what's something that both of you would change in the performing arts industry? Mm. Oh. <laughs> how into I know, yeah. <laughs> this, I feel this. like it's already changing. <laughs> yeah, it like, is. I think it's like 10 years ago, it's so different. It is. Even from like when we were in college, I feel like opinions and things have changed. I feel for me, I think something that probably needs to be changed is the fact that like social media plays a large role in getting a job now like casting directors will go on your Instagram and see how many followers you have Mm -hmm. or they'll like 
look at a picture and be like, oh, she doesn't look, you know, friendly in that. She mustn't be a nice person and then not <laughs> employ you off of that. So I think it's just become such a big thing. Like I get networking. Networking's fine. Like, you know, when you get to know people, then they might give you a hand. But it just it's gotten to a new extreme of like there's only certain people will get them because say if you've got like 16.5k followers on Instagram they're more likely to employ you because it's free advertisement once a show comes out it's like they'll be like all they have to do is put up one Instagram post being like Greece is in the West End now and then they've got like a load of people seeing it without having to advertise anything because they've got like a you know influencer in their show (laughs) I think mental health is improving slowly Hmm. but it it is going the right direction like with body image mentality that's definitely changing a lot I've seen it especially through the lockdown with the companies saying that that's what they want to improve on and like I've seen it especially with um, this company called pop-up entertainment and they are very specific about that and I have seen other jobs saying that we're not looking for a specific height or a specific body shape we just want you to come and see if we want you for the job sort of thing because before a lot of jobs were very much about your height which some are and I do understand it could be for safety reasons um, or for costumes and whatnot but um, now it is a bit more broad when you go to an audition mm-hmm. I feel I feel like if I was to an audition for a cruise ship maybe five years ago I think I would have a lot less luck than I do now I feel there are certain things improving and mental health is looking more better more towards like it's going the right direction I don't know how to go like explaining it's it more help yeah it is most definitely I see it happening it's slow but is is going the right way I think Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I agree. So Ashlyn, see we touching there on like uh, social media playing a part. Do you think the likes of your TikTok nowadays is playing a part as well? Because yeah. you, go, you go in there and it just seems like everyone thinks they're a dancer. <laughs> if I'm honest, well, everyone yeah. just... Oh no, agreed, agreed. No, um, I think, no, I love TikTok, don't get me wrong, because I think in a way, as much as a lot of professional dancers have complained about it and been like, but they're not real dancers, it is like advertising <laughs> dance and making it more like, you know, people, everyone's getting involved. Even if it's like a renegade, they're still doing something, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's yeah, I think, I think it shows that dance can make you happy. Like it can have such a good effect on people. But even I've gotten like a few castings in and they're TikTok advertisements, but they like are employing real dancers to do the adverts Hmm. on TikTok so I mean it's helped a lot of the industry and I also heard I don't know if you've seen this on TikTok but um some person anyway said Ratatouille would be a great musical and everyone was then like oh yeah that would be great so then someone made a song like a rat for Ratatouille then a casting director in New York seen it and was like, this is a great idea. Like, we should get this person, this person, this person involved. And they did a Ratatouille <laughs> musical in Central Park in New York because of TikTok. What? Yeah, yeah. And like, they had professional dancers, professional singers, like the whole lot acting it out just from TikTok. <laughs> I'm just trying to think how this, this like scene in that would happen with I, I Ratatouille know. being <laughs> under the hat, like pulling on the hair while he's cooking. Like, 
<laughs> Sala, you'd be perfect for that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so many shoulders. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, have you dressed up as a rat? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened in my career. Like, I've had the time of my life, to be honest. Yeah, but it's mad. It, it has. It's made such a big me. impact. <laughs> It just proves so how easy it is to find stuff on social media as well. So like how far is, how far it can go across yeah. the world as well. Not yeah. even just with dancing with other stuff as well. Yeah. Like say folk are on YouTube and stuff like that. Oh, look at that sea shanty. TikTok. Yeah, that's sea shanty. Sea shanty was a postman from like Scotland. And he... Well, he just hit number one last week or something. Yeah, yeah. made a thing. Oh Someone God. remixed it and it's number one. Yeah. And he now, <laughs> he now doesn't have to work anymore. You got a record deal out of it, like yeah. full blown record deal. Okay. Um, who would have thought a sea shanty would be something? Come on, sir, let's up. make up some stuff. You know I mean, like, <laughs> it's it's one of those things that you would have just never terrible. thought would have been like if that had just come out as a song without something mm-hmm. like TikTok, nobody would have probably listened to it. But because it came out through that, it picked up a huge amount of heat, and then all of a sudden, everyone loves it. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. The impact it's had. That's amazing. <laughs> So we've, yeah. we've, we've kind of touched there about something you'd maybe change about the industry, but what is something you absolutely love about the industry? Oh. Dancing. <laughs> <laughs> to dance. I like to dance. Like to dance. That is all. <laughs> dancing, that's it. The travelling and the meet, and meeting people. Like, you're yeah, always traveling by people, but especially the travelling as lot along with dancing i feel like it's it's just two in one for me really for that i just love traveling Mm. and i love dancing so i want to do both and it happened so (laughs) yeah i think it's the satisfaction of finishing a show and like your opening night and like the adrenaline and people clapping and loving it like it's just a high that's like i just love that's definitely my favorite part it must, must be really cool to do something like that that you've done oh. since you were so young and you've always loved and you get to do it as a job yeah it's pretty awesome yeah, <laughs> costumes. yeah costumes, costumes oh the glitter the the feathers all the all the cool stuff it's sad i've kind of forgotten that feeling of being on stage I know. it's been so long that i know it just didn't cross my mind to be like oh yeah the stage and the performance I suppose the joy for you is no way you traveling. Like, you get to go to some pretty exotic places. The likes of us playing hockey, we get to go to like Elgin. We do get to go to the Kingdom of Fife. <laughs> the Kingdom of Fife. I remember driving past that one going I remember, to Edinburgh. I remember when you came and watched a hockey game in Fife and you came out of the ice rink and you went, well, that was different. It's probably warmer. It's probably warmer outside. Outside. Yeah, it's warmer outside even if it's snowing. So where's where's uh like we're touching on there? Where's uh like the best place you've gotten to go to? Ooh, I mean for me is Udaipur. It's the maddest place ever. It's just it's in India. It's really really pretty. It's just so picturesque. And I was lucky enough to get a day off when I was there. So we got to like explore and like proper go to all the museums. And we got like, we went to this restaurant on an edge of a lake. It was literally like just perfect. And it was for free. <laughs> it's all free. That was the best part is you're like, I'm here for free. <laughs> oh, you're getting paid on a job. So well, I'm getting paid, but I mean, like you get to explore this amazing place. 
just because you're working there. I mean, I would, I would have to say Paris because I've, um, I didn't really travel as much as McCarthy did. So you traveled around India, but I was, my first contract was working at Disney Paris. So I was in that part of France. And then I had to work in England. And because the contracts were longer and I was just more put in place, that that's really my only answer I can give you. <laughs> Paris is pretty awesome, though. I mean, yeah. oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, like, I can't be like, oh, like, there's Greece and there's that. So, no, I, I love the pandemic. Like, got I underestimated it before I went there. I have to admit. Yeah, well, you ate mm. your body weight and bread. Oh, it was great. <laughs> All the free pan of chocolates I was getting. Absolutely fantastic. All the so speaking of kind of the different kind of couple of jobs you've had there we know that you've both appeared in sort of movies and music music videos and adverts and things tell us a little bit more about that does that differ to sort of other dancing jobs and things Is oh yeah sort of like properly being in the movies yeah. <laughs> goodness remember Anna and the apocalypse oh Anna and the apocalypse was just surreal I think one. yeah because we were still in college we were so lucky we were in first year, I think, of um, college. Second year, thank yeah. No, yeah. I think it was towards the end of first year. You and just coming in with I a think. fact check. <laughs> <laughs> it was Actually, it was second year. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't there, it was but the it was stage. second year. <laughs> we're on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, we're on Netflix now. I think we didn't realize how much that was going to, like, we, yeah, how far that was going to go. Oh, this would be a great experience. Like, yeah, this is yeah. like all this dancing being in the film. Wow. And then we find out that one of the actors was in Game of Thrones. And mm. then um, I think the I think the lead, was she not in Les Mis or something like that? Isn't yeah, she's she, she's very famous now. Yeah, like it's just crazy that we met them back then and seeing how successful they are and like you kind of seen their journey as well and you were part of that journey so you're like nice. oh that girl in the back there if you spot me <laughs> it's like that's me that's me dancing yeah, i'm there the you pause it really you quickly paused and you see someone's arm and you get sad that's me that's me no, <laughs> that's my left arm you see my whole body and i'm dancing i still haven't watched the movie i'm not gonna lie what's the movie <laughs> called sorry great support you and anna and the apocalypse it's a zombie musical i, I know that it. sounds weird but it was great it was <laughs> it's actually really cool actually yeah i loved it and was everyone good. was lovely it's everyone on, was so nice don't plug it it's on sky cinema yeah so it was in the it was in the oh i was in the cinemas and i was like you and go see it nope. and he was like no nope. and i was like hey, God, <laughs> so i would sing i would sing the songs to him so is it something you would both do in the future or would you just go back to doing music videos yeah. and adverts and stuff or would you rather oh, stick yeah. with like yeah. cruises and stuff i mean i went to bollywood so I really got to experience it in like full <laughs> every part of it. We did like music videos, films, the whole lot. So, I mean, I really loved it, but you could be there for like 14 hours doing mm -hmm. one, one little part of a film or a little part of a music video. And then they'll be like, okay, cut that. And then they'll do it from a different angle. And then that could take another five hours and that, so it's a very long process, but I think then once you see the final product, it's like all worth it. Mm -hmm. But 
I mean, like all all the like music videos now, I'm like, oh, look, it's got like two million views. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it it is really really cool. It's a cool experience, and I mean, always the set food, so good, <laughs> so good, and you just get to eat all of it. Like brother as well. Well, I did. Yeah, I did Big Boss, which is like the Indian version of Big Brother. So that was like a job that I got to do for three months because, you know, there was contestants in the house for three months. So every week we used to come out and dance with the presenter. So like this dude would come out. It was like, you know, like X Factor back in the day. And they just have like they'd like introduce the theme of the week by bringing out dancers and they dance to something. It was like that. But we we did that. (laughs) So it was great. But that was even so long. And they had like an audience and the poor audience had to sit there for like six hours while we were filming. So they just, they had, and they had, couldn't even clap. They had to pretend to clap. So they just had to go like this in the air what? for like, yeah. So, cause we couldn't hear the music. So they weren't allowed to clap. <laughs> so yeah, wow, I know learning. it was amazing. I know, I know, yeah. So, I mean, it was cool. Meeting the Bollywood stars was awesome as well. I mean, some of them were mental, but some of them were really nice. <laughs> So I'm going to jump a bit ahead here and say with dancing having the possibility of having quite a short career of being a dancer, what are some of the thoughts that you guys have in the future of doing after dancing or performing arts in general? Mm, I'm still figuring that out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still figuring that one out. Um, Sometimes I think about dance teaching and then I'm like, oh no, maybe I'd like to be an agent. And then I'm like, oh no, maybe, maybe something else. Or, Sarah would be um, such a good agent. I, I she think would literally be the best. It. Like I yeah. love She sends me jobs all the time. Learning. She's like, oh, this one would be perfect for you. <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time. I'm like tagging my friends in auditions or I like message them privately if it's something very specific they're looking for. And I'm like, oh my goodness, they're perfect for this. Like sometimes I haven't even spoken to the person in like a couple of months or so. But if they pop in my head, I'm I'm not going to hide that job opportunity from them. Like, I want I want them to be successful. So yeah, I think I think I would like to try, maybe go down that route or maybe teach. Well, I'm not sure. I'm still figuring it out. So. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to do like a. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what did I say? <laughs> I'd like to do um, <laughs> a master's in um, dance therapy because my mom did art therapy and I like loved the idea of it. So um, I'd love to start up like a, some sort of organization or charity through dance therapy. Cause it's really cool and really beneficial. Does that, what does that kind of entail? It's like more, I mean, it, they won't be doing like bloody padabores or pirouettes <laughs> or anything, but they'd be like, it's more imagery and like you could be working with, all sorts of people you could be working with like people in nursing homes or you can like do people who have trauma or even working with special needs children or autistic children and it's just like letting yeah yeah anybody really if dances therapy anyway but but yeah it's just more like uh calming place where they can just express themselves in whatever they way they want and you know it's yeah it's really cool my old dance teacher did it so I've seen I like took part in a few of her classes and it was it was really cool seeing how it can have such an effect on people it's a way to reach people in a different way with dance as well isn't it rather than just them watching you dance 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we'll, we'll kind of we'll jump to the last question of, of the interview. And both, uh, all four of us would like to give you both a massive congratulations on the new jobs that you've secured. Thank you very much. Are you able to kind of tell us a little bit about them and where you're going to be going and stuff like that? not stop it that's for sure <laughs> 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 my goodness the amount of like close job opportunities I've had but then they'll be like oh no corona and I'm like oh of course but um <laughs> yeah it's, it's closer I mean we've got our flights we're away to fly um we're gonna be dance captains choreographers for the shows um gonna it's gonna be fantastic we're gonna be both in Mm -hmm. France but in like the complete opposite sides from each other so we have the same job but we're not in the same location so we can't even like we can't be in the same bubble or anything yeah Sarah and I always said like we have to get a job together but it just will never work out because we're not the same height so this is like you know what what we have to do yeah yeah the closest we're gonna get to that yeah we're very different dancers like you're just more spiritual <laughs> I, just, I just don't know how to stop moving <laughs> so, <laughs> little pocket rocket and then <laughs> got your emotions <laughs> but um, yeah it's gonna be good and I'm excited to teach some choreography beyond yeah. that sort of other side even though we are part of the cast we're actually creating it as well so I think that's something to really look forward to for sure I think under so that I would have just said I'm the head poncho and I'm running the, <laughs> the head yeah. poncho. I am the captain. Head poncho. Head head poncho. Did I say poncho? Just, I meant just honcho. Just case poncho. <laughs> I, I meant I meant honcho. <laughs> Not the yeah, poncho, Jacob. In high season, hot weather, I'm coming in a poncho. I meant I meant poncho. <laughs> One way to look at it though, if you get a day off or a couple of days off, you can always meet in the middle of France yeah. and have a little yeah. holiday. Well, for COVID. sure. We can't. Yeah. COVID. It's, yeah. not, it's not essential, but the work is essential, so we can go. But we can't. Yeah. Say you're scouting some essential. new dancers or something like that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Oh, mm-hmm. Sorry. Work meeting. I mean, hopefully towards the end, <laughs> COVID test. it might be allowed. I think it might yeah. be allowed actually towards the end, but I don't want to jinx it. I just. Felt I like know. I yeah. Just did there. <laughs> <laughs> So what, what, I don't know if you're allowed to tell us, but what, what kind of is the job? Obviously, you're saying you're choreographing stuff, but what are you choreographing? If well, allowed- we're actually allowed to do... Yeah, we're allowed to choreograph whatever we want because we are the captains, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm the captain, yeah. though. <laughs> we, we're on resorts, so we're like... It, so it'll be like guests that are coming to stay and then they'll come see our shows if if they want <laughs> <laughs> they want to take part but we have quite a mix of a cast though because not everyone is a professional dancer it's a mix of actors magicians special special acts so we have to like work with that as well and I feel like that's going to give us a lot of versatility as well so I'm really looking forward to it so because it's literally anything that we can do. We don't have just one category of people. We got many. So I, I've already written down ideas. I was up till four in the morning the other day because I kept brainstorming. I couldn't stop. And I knew if I went to sleep, I would forget everything. So <laughs> I was really tired and I looked disgusting the day after because I was so tired. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, I think that closes us off with the interview. So I've got to say, uh, again, a massive congratulations for the new job and hope it goes well. And thank you for coming on the show. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for coming (laughs) on. Thanks, guys. Thanks very much. Much. And happy birthday for you two for tomorrow. Thank oh, happy much. birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Don't remind Jordan he's <laughs> old. Yeah, Jordan's no oh, longer in his 20s. This is my birthday. last. This is, we're recording this on Wednesday, and this is, I have, where are we at? Half nine. So I've got two, two and a half hours left. Quick math. Quick math. I was so close. Well, we all are. So. It's all right. I'll always be a year behind you. <laughs> well done you've not said that joke in a while <laughs> you said it last week yeah right anyway thank anyway guys you. thanks very much thank you. and good luck again thank you yeah, good later. luck good luck Tranquility Base here the Eagle has landed huge thank you to Sarah and Ashling for joining us for that uh, episode uh, I kind of even found out a few things about my own girlfriend there which I was surprised <laughs> about especially like why she started Hanson I knew obviously that she was mute at a young age, but I didn't know that's why she got not pushed into dancing, but kind of enjoyed it. A encouraged. Bit encouraged, yeah. yeah. But yeah, like, I, I found that yeah. so interesting. I found that super interesting. That whole, mm-hmm. that's how just the whole movement thing is how she. She started communicating with folk more than speaking. Yeah, I found that really interesting. And the whole thing, like, I don't, I don't have a fucking clue about dancing. When, like, when they started going on about stuff, yeah, we've seen you dance. We can fucking tell. <laughs> You've seen me dance. I could join them. I, I heard, I heard Sarah and Ashton are hiding me. Pirouette, dancer to the stars. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like, it was just super interesting because you forget how much dancing is used in stuff. Yeah, but it's funny since since we uh, recorded the interview. There's a few things I've been watching. I'm like, oh, Sarah and Ashton could do that. Oh, Sarah, they could be on that. They could be on it. Because it was just no random shit. Like, you see, like, uh, TV shows, like game shows and all these stuff. And dancers, like, and, stuff, dancers yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, oh, they would be on that and they would do this. And I was like, holy shit. Like, you almost think the world's a bit of their oyster with that. Yeah, obviously go on. At the same time, there's fucking shitloads of them. Yeah, going into it, I obviously knew, like, a bit more, like, about the background and the stress and fucking stuff that goes behind it and even like see like sarah watching sarah apply for jobs and getting knocked back or stuff happening and getting told she's got a job and then when covid started getting laid off and stuff is just so much happening in that industry it's it's 100 miles an hour constantly it was somewhat similar to the likes of your acting and stuff like Mm -hmm. no going for auditions and and then not getting picked for certain things. Yeah. It's just a constant cycle of almost disappointment, disappointment. It can like play down on you quite a lot. I would think anyway, personally for me, like getting yeah. kind of would make you feel like you're not good enough a lot because you could obviously go for a lot and not get it. I think it'd be very much like us, well, similar to us, like if you were to go for like a trial for sports or something and you don't get through... To like the team or you don't get picked like i don't know so because a your game job. or whatever no it's not your job but then you still kind of go oh fuck i'm obviously not good enough for that like it kind of yeah, still plays like on that yeah, side good. of your mind there's that and constant you... knockback but the, yeah. the problem is is that you need it to pay your mortgage that's what i'm saying like, yeah. say, without <laughs> that, like say without that sarah or ashling doesn't have an income yeah, yeah that's it's it's must be pretty scary to think of it mm-hmm. that way mm-hmm. no and it th- 
they're probably there's times where they've done nothing wrong that they've probably yeah, danced well just, and done all this stuff. Saying, it's, it's just like they don't like their look. Yeah. Just on that date that nah, you're not yeah, you're not you're picked, not and that's them. it. Yeah. Yeah. That hinge so. that hinging on mo- <laughs> the money that comes in is fucking yeah. a scary thought. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they've yeah. done they've done well. It's congratulations uh-huh. to them mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Like for getting for getting, especially throughout this. Because it's been yeah. brutal it's been brutal on them. Like in the whole kind of entertainment and arts industry has been fucking brutal. Yeah, it kind of just been shot down by the government quite a lot. Yeah, that that whole that we kind of chatted about it, that fucking poster was so yeah. fucking it's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. Go fuck go yourself, on. Boris Johnson. It's <laughs> not good. I, I was like, go fuck the, the Rishi can't. I don't know his last name, but he can go and fuck himself can't. because he was the one that came out with that. Aye, well, someone else was there and approved that shit as well. Yeah. Fucking go and reach in as a fucking politician. Could you not a, fucking not done a, a good enough job at that? It's amazing to think they thought that was a sensible thing to say. Yeah. Ridiculous. Here's a whole industry and art farm. How about you just go and retrain? Yeah. How about you go fuck yourself? How about, how about you actually support them so that when it's all done, they can do what they love? Why yeah. How about you do that? Yeah. Fucking arseholes. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> <laughs> I think we know what time it is, guys. Salad dressing! So this week, the same as every other week, we've got Game of the Week with Junior. Uh, this week, I'm going to pick a game that I haven't actually started playing yet. Uh, I downloaded it at the beginning of the week and haven't had the time to actually load it up yet, but it's Little Nightmares. It's a horror puzzle platform game, 2.5D. Uh, What's oh, 2.5D? Where's the so, 2.5D? Is that like every now and again someone jumps out at you? <laughs> it's, like a, like a, a, it's not fully 3D. It's only side-scrolling and back. There's no front. If that makes sense. So okay. there's nothing coming towards you. It's, it's away and to the side. But it's, it's, it's like a... It's, yeah, I can't get my head around that one. No, <laughs> I only knew about it because the second no. game came out not that long ago, uh, earlier this so year. So the character's flat. No, so you, there's dimension to the character because it goes back the way. I don't get it. Fuck. Is that almost <laughs> like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Crash Bandicoot. That would be classes 2.5. Uh, no, no, the new one would be classes 3. No, because the old one. No, the old one would be Because the only one would just be like forward. No, that's forward, back, and no, that's side. Forward, isn't back, it? and side, yeah. That's so it would be 3D. Yeah, but yeah, I, I haven't managed to load it up yet to play okay. it, but. Uh, it's a little. It's not a. It's not a little indie game. It's like a well-received kind of big indie game. The second one came out the other month, I think, and it's a game that I know me and Jordan have been speaking about that we've both wanted to play, and it's yeah, I've been dying yeah. to play. It. I've seen heaps of stuff about it, and just never. I, at first, it was funny. At first, I thought it was just a mobile game. No, because so there is like, a mobile game called Tiny Little Nightmares. I think oh, just because of the scene. Now. Is it very? Is it very it's dark? Really dark. Yeah. Yeah. Really dark. I've, seen, I've actually played that a while ago. I think it's called Tiny Little Nightmares on the mobile. Yeah. Yeah. I so I, I think just to see what two and a half D's like. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd seen, I'd seen that, but PlayStation I Store. Just always wanted. It's yeah, on PlayStation Store. Seen uh, it for the first one. Yeah, and then the second one's like twenty-one quid or something, but on PlayStation, one, Xbox then. Live, fucking Steam, Windows Store, and, and it's not like it's not one of these games as well that you're going to it's spend not a fucking game. It's not five long. days playing. It's like Keith would no. finish it. 
Keith would finish oh. it and Keith would finish it in five days, but like <laughs> in two point five days. In two point in two point five days. Is that what two point five days to finish it. <laughs> like it would be a game where I could probably sit down and finish it in a a day. Yeah. If that. But it's not long. It's just a yeah. little game. But from the looks of things, I would recommend it and not from playing it, but seeing stuff and watching videos on it. Well, if you get the chance this week, we'll ask. Well, if either of us get the chance, we'll speak about it next week. Yeah. yeah. So, with that, we'll move on to movie and series of the week with Jordan. So, this week, I'm going with Shape of Water. So, it's the director is Guillermo del Toro. So, he's the same director as Hellboy. Like the the original kind of Hellboy that we've not the new shit one that not came out not the new long shit long. one like the original and <laughs> I I absolutely love the Hellboys so yeah. Hellboy one and two yeah. so it's it's got oh, the same it's the the fish guy looks the same doesn't it yeah it's very similar to the fish guy with it's less cartoony it's the same actor inside the suit yeah mm-hmm. so it, but it's less cartoony it's serious more real <laughs> it's, it is kind of how you for, like, for being a movie about a fish guy yeah for being a movie about a woman yeah don't give it too much away it's a poster yeah but it's it's very much it's almost like a side version of that character from hellboy mm. and it's almost it almost feels like it's how he was discovered and it, that's how it feels it's not what it's about but and it's very like, a romanticized version, but it's really, really good film. Like the woman that plays it as well was amazing in it. Like just I think it like, got a lot of she, awards and stuff. She deaf. Yeah. She deaf in it. I think she might have been like, yeah, incredible film. Incredible film. Give her give her a sheriff. I don't know yeah, what it's watch. on, if I'm honest. It's on Sky if, Cinema. Even if you is it on Sky Cinema? Yep. Give her a watch. Get it watched. If you get the chance, whatever, two hours or whatever it is, give her a watch. Well, and we'll move on to myself uh, with album of the week and this week I've gone with Puzzle by Biffy Clyro came back out in 2007 fantastic album start to finish, banger after banger and they're probably in my top five bands to be honest, I've seen them so many times, just unbelievable This this is probably the one that like it's the album Shut that got me into Biffy. Oh yeah, it's the album. Like, it, like we we kind of knew. But I can't remember. Who they were? Is it Black and Sky? Was it Black and Sky? Black and Sky. Three, I think. But uh, yeah, so you, you kind of knew them, and because we're from Scotland as well. This we is the, the album that made a, a name more, for the band. Yeah, this made them. This made them. Really. Yeah, so you had three albums before it. You had Black and Sky, <laughs> Vertical Bliss, and um, Infinity Land. Infinity Land. That was it. Yeah. Basically, like an album every year. Yeah, Puzzles kicked off the trilogies albums of Puzzles, Opposites, and Only Revolutions. Yeah. They haven't had a bad album either, to be honest. No. No. I don't think so. And they've just dropped last week as well that they're coming out with a second sister album. Yeah. Of of their last Celebration of Endings. Yeah. And hopefully it's going to be going back to old school Biffy, just with what Simon's been doing the last couple of weeks. Um, Especially with his bit in Architects as well. Bit Even Architects while she sleeps. While she sleeps, he's kind of going down the heavier route again. Which yeah, he's floating around the heavy industry just now. I'm liking. So yeah, so that's that's my album of this week. So 
And then we'll move on to restaurant of the week. And Jordan's being greedy this week and punishing Keith because he fell asleep for the start of the interview. And, and he's gone with the restaurant <laughs> of the week. <laughs> it's, it's his own fault. I'm knackled, man. We're <laughs> all fucking knackled, man. Did dehydration. I was up at half two, uh, one year old till five o'clock. Give me your knackered bish. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going. I'm going with Meat Monsters this week. So there are. It's not even a restaurant. It's more just a takeaway. But it's in Ellen. Or would you class it as Ellen? Yeah, you probably. Would yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Well, it's yeah. next to the roundabout of Tesco. Yeah, in Ellen, Tesco, so. isn't it? But they they do obviously all meat. It's all like your pulled briskets and your pulled porks and chickens and. It smells like beef. My <laughs> my, my favorite. <laughs> 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 but my my favorite's the uh oh, what's it clucking 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 something clucking 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 something is it it's a, like is it a loaded chips? loaded is lo- yeah loaded chips with chicken like bits of chicken the hot sauce barbecue sauce oh, get your hot sauce it's your hot sauce i on it it's on fucking it's good never, food like, it's good food everything else with it fucking I, i've never had a bad experience even their chips by themselves oh the chips were class like they are they're class brilliant. they're good yeah and it's yeah. it's still a ro- local restaurant it's a small independent restaurant and it's really different for even just a Scottish restaurant in general for the stuff that they yeah. do. Yeah. And reasonably. And I never yeah, thought I that I would rate a fried pickle, but <laughs> I rate, I rate a fried pickle. A wee freckle. I'm all about the frickles. I'm just kind of disappointed it's like so far away from me. Like I have to travel. Yeah. You're the opposite end of fucking yeah. <laughs> donkey's dick to fucking get to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky. I'm lucky now. Now that I'm out kind of in Ireland, I'm only like a mile away from it, which is yeah, dangerous. Yeah, I, I was going to say that'd be dangerous. lethal if I stayed there. Yeah, I, we were just discussing not having Chinese's anymore. Yeah, Oof. Oof. How many years has that tradition been going? I know. So, so for anybody listening, Jordan, Jordan literally gets a Chinese every, every Friday. Friday. And it's not it's every not just Friday. One it's actually every fucking Friday. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Shredded chili beef, no veg. Gives you something to look forward to. Gives you something to look forward to. You know it's coming every Friday. So much so that we know your exact order. <laughs> The guy that actually gets paid to play sport, Chinese. Honestly, honestly, it's funny. Like every Chinese that I've ended up like living beside, they're like usual, usual, <laughs> usual. I can't say that. I was the same with a kebab shop in town. <laughs> oh, that's the one that we walked into to go for a picture. Yeah, I used to walk in and be like, "All right, Callum, how's it going? Just want the usual chips, cheese, mayonnaise, bab. Yeah, please, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this is where we would normally round the podcast up, but we've kind of touched on it right at the start. Um, we had a little, kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. You mentioned it, it in the before the yeah, topic started. So, so. We had a little brainstorm uh, earlier on. Not a brainstorm. It was a oh, stupid, idea, a stupid idea. idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think there was much brains involved, really. No. <laughs> it was. Let's do something. Aye. So we've kind of spoke about it a little bit. We've not kind of jumped right in two feet yeah. and researched it properly yet but we're looking to do a little bit of charity work with the podcast 
And um, something that we've all been touched with that we've discussed with before is unfortunately being cancer mm-hmm. um, in the family. Yeah, we touched on it with the guys the other week. Yeah. yeah. So I think Jordan had mentioned cycling from, from fucking Land's End to John O'Groats and he yeah, got a swift fuck off. <laughs> That's a week and a bit off of work, probably. I'm, I'm glad you think this is any different. Yeah, I know. This it's is not, probably what. It's any different. <laughs> Stop. I'm looking forward to it more because of the scenery. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. Being, being from Scotland and uh, it's probably quite a, a vast known thing now. We've got a thing uh, here called the North Coast 500, which is basically 500 miles around the, the highlands um, of Scotland. And the scenery is unbelievable. So we've, we've thought that we'll all just jump on a bike and so many disappear hills. for a week. So <laughs> many hills. Oh, it's going to be fucking ruined after this. Like. <laughs> uh, oh, the gooch. Oh, the gooch. <laughs> Get some padded get the, shirts. Get the talc out, boys, and uh, we'll try and try and raise some some money for a, a, a good charity, cause, definitely. cancer charity Actually, along the way. And yeah. if we do it, we hope that hopefully anybody and everybody that some, listens get some decent content. Us, yeah. It'd be good to to plug out too. Yeah, yeah. If, for sure. if anyone, if anyone out there as well wants to, us being like thinking about doing something and kind of wants to join us yeah feel free yeah. more than welcome more than welcome it'd be awesome actually to get especially because things will possibly hopefully open up that we could get like you know a good few people to join us stop mm. by a few pipes like, on the way yeah i don't i don't know if <laughs> i can't imagine cycling where you know how you get those backpacks with the water taps i'm just gonna <laughs> beer in mind i've i've driven the majority drop of dehydration <laughs> <laughs> I've driven the majority of that roads with work and you do not want to be pished. I'm telling you right <laughs> now. I can go down a black run on a snowboard in mental fog, pished. There's no caravans and cars and lorries to fucking get run over by. Oh, that's the worst. You're, you're cycling also... along and some massive lorry just hurtles by you. You're also Awful. not uh, snowboarding uphill. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried that once. <laughs> So if yes. there's any if there's any cyclists, avid cyclists that are listening, that can give us some pointers, can give us pointers. or want to come and join us. Yeah, yeah give us a shout. Give us a shout. They might they actually, might actually finish it. Yeah, you yeah. Can do it for us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stop in the first town. We'll meet you at the pub at the end. <laughs> Just cut across the middle. <laughs> it's something that we're definitely looking into, and we would really hundred yeah. percent. If we do go for something, we'll we'll any let any tips know. tricks valuable bits of information or even ideas good pubs to stop at yeah. something yeah. that'll save a cycling 500 miles cameraman <laughs> yeah can't, that's a shout cameraman as well get the gopros on but if you want to be yeah. the lazy bugger that drives the car behind us with our uh, tents and shit fucking hit us up yeah yeah we, we kind of we kind of have to do it with the tents in the back do we yeah. All right, if you want to, if we're making, if we're making oh, a challenge, get those, those wee cute saddlebags and, and like hang them. From I'm just gonna get a, ba- I'm gonna get a trolley on the front. Of just a wee basket, like ED style. <laughs> <laughs> some from ribbons coming off your handlebars. Fat boy that you are is just gonna be filled with food. <laughs> Ration anyway. packs. Anyways, I think I think we've rambled on enough for for this episode. This episode. So. Yeah. I think that'll, that'll round off today. Um, so we'll, we'll catch you all for episode nine, where we'll be sitting down with Craig Haggis Kelly, an actor. Um, we'll love yous and leave yous. Yeah, guys. Bye. Bye.